0: It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9 to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna.
1: Sick. It's uh, it's Wednesday, September 14th, 2022. I'm Beckler. Nice push. Very ladylike. Very dainty and elegant. I don't know what that was. I'm so sorry. That was uh, that was breakfast sandwich from Tim Hortons. I uh, know this time it's homemade breakfast sandwich. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look at that. I'm so sorry. Wow. Um, welcome to today's
2: show. There we I go. I'm classy. Yeah. Are you ever putting the ass in class over here? You're welcome.
1: I'm so sorry. <laughs> um. Got a review on the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Didn't get a name here, but this person said, "I love listening to Beckler and Sean on the old Piss Cast." I'm a busy mom, and this 20 to 30 minutes of entertaining adult conversation really brightens my days. Great mix of jokes, ongoing segments, interesting information, and in general chat. And I'm still rooting for the revival of Cops. <laughs> I never really considered that. Like, if you're you know if you're at home with the kids, you don't have much adult conversation through That's the day. True. It can kind of drive you a little crazy. Yep. So maybe that can be us
2: it's those people who you know when they have kids and then they talk like baby talk a lot yeah. and you're like okay you need to get out of the house a little more because we talk like adults not like babies
1: and you do need some adult stimulus in your life as yeah. much as you love your kids totally also the fact that she said she's a busy mom and called it the piss cast i find that i love it some, someone's nice mom someone's dear mom settling in to listen to the piss cast and listen she just to just
2: want to blow a huge me burp and his <laughs> Absolutely. Offended. If my mom hears this, she will be mortified. Actually, it's her birthday today. Abby, there's a birthday belch Holy for Holy Jefferson. We <laughs> don't most- do birthday beats. We do birthday belches on this podcast, okay?
1: The most proper lady. Get give me nice- one. Uh, give me two. Uh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, mom. Mortified. She will be mortified. Yeah, that's, oh. That is
1: really funny. Um, <laughs> I'm not even gonna read you what the segments are. We'll just we'll get right into it. <laughs> Out of context clip.
0: Lost a digi, bro. <laughs> I'm down at Digibros. bros. BNS in 20 minutes
1: or less. Man, there was this video posted to the uh, the hockey section of Reddit yesterday, and it was a bit disturbing. So it's a it's a it's a video from some. Minor league game, some... Um, I'm not sure what the team was or what the league was, but it's like the camera that's mounted up above the penalty box where you can kind of see the whole ice. Right. And the coach is walking along the the bench, and he reaches up and grabs the glass, and then he slips, and his finger pops right off.
2: It's insane to to watch. Like, it doesn't even look real. It looks like...
1: Like a Lego finger. Like yes. A, like this a, like, finger just popped off. It's like... Like a joke
2: finger just flying through the air. It's yeah. the strangest thing. And
1: it looks like maybe his wedding ring got caught on the glass. And it must
2: have been that. That's the only explanation.
1: But even still. I'll play the clip for you here. I don't think you'll really be able to hear what he says, but. There goes his finger. He says, I lost my finger.
2: That's insane. My
1: my effing finger popped off, is what he says. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, people would hear that and be like, "What did you just say? That doesn't make any sense."
1: And he sounds really calm. I'm sure he's kind of in shock. Yeah. When he looks down and sees he doesn't have a finger, and like you can see the finger as it falls down, it's super gross. Right. Poor guy. Boys, my finger, coach, your finger, it's gone, bud. Lost a digi, bro. <laughs> I'm down a <at> Digibros. bros. <laughs> Coach, how are you going to wield Betty's without that finger? It was sniped off the box, bro. <laughs> Boys, my f-ing finger's gone.
2: <laughs> Hope it gets dusted tonight. S in 20 minutes or less. I was watching some of the footage from the Queen's coffin returning returning to London yesterday. and And they were talking about the police horses. And they said, like, even these little things that you don't think about have been, you know, happening behind... Closed doors here, like even the horses have been in training to try and withstand the massive distraction of the crowds and everything else. And of course, you'd never so really they don't think get spooked. That. So they don't get spooked in all the crowds. So they said they wanted to ensure that you know um, they were you know train them beforehand and expose them to all kinds of things like loud noises and everything. And mm-hmm. they they said they even were throwing flowers at the horses to ensure that this didn't scare them. You know, knowing that. Knowing that a lot of people will be, of course, tossing flowers, which has been happening for the last several days. They were saying that they've they've been training the horses to also withstand that. And I was just, I, I heard that and I couldn't get away from the visual <laughs> of these police officers, okay, uniform, just throwing different flowers at a horse to try and train them. And the horse this. trying not to
1: freak out. And the horse just nope. trying
2: to... Nope. 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 <laughs> and the way it goes. Yep, yep, just <laughs> freak off. <laughs> Can you imagine driving by that? Like, what in the hell is that officer doing? You just trying. Take that, Rocky! <laughs> were Can these... He, ho- take that, Gerber Daisy! Yeah!
1: Were these horses trained specifically for this?
2: I, I mean... Or I'm, are
1: they, like, crowd-control horses I'm assuming are, they're
2: crowd-control horses. I don't know. They didn't know. go to,
1: like, Queen's funeral camp? Oh, my God. For well, horses?
2: Honestly, actually, who knows? <laughs> when you... When you hear about all the different preparations that have happened, you never know. Maybe they're queen funeral horses.
1: Six weeks of intense drilling at oh Queen Horse Camp. Oh, my God. Scenario A loyal monarchist is weeping in your face. Huh? She's throwing flowers. What do you do? Eyes forward. Eyes forward. Don't freak out. Don't get spooked.
2: Picture all the petals. Just- <laughs> <laughs>
1: do
0: you like the coronation or? D N S in 20 minutes or less.
1: I think this is going to be a tough question to answer. What would the goat of dogs be?
2: Oh, Who is God, the greatest
1: I mean. dog of all time? I, I thought of this yesterday kind of in a roundabout way, but my youngest Brigham and I were listening to the theme from the TV show Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a dog that barks in it. And I was like, huh, I wonder if that dog is like famous among other dogs, you know? Like any dogs that were in the house when Goosebumps were playing was yeah. playing. And then, oh, that dog's got a vocal credit on that song. I mean, there are other dogs that have been featured in song too wonder if they're famous amongst dogs, but...
2: I doubt it. <laughs> I don't think they would know. I mean, they there go- have been
1: a lot of dogs in history. Ta- best
2: friend. Are we talking about, like, non-fictional dogs, fictional dogs? It
1: could be either. I'm Fizz- open to hearing real, fictional, abstract, any argument you can make to what the goat of dog There are be. a lot
2: of cartoon or fictional dogs that are very famous, right? Like...
1: Like Toto from The Wizard of
2: Oz? Yeah, that might be one of the biggest, right? Mm-hmm. Um... Lassie. Lassie, Lassie's a huge one. Beethoven. Beethoven. I mean, Clifford the Big Red Dog.
1: Clifford's very famous.
2: Yeah. Scooby-Doo.
1: Yes. Like, Scooby-Doo is... Oh, yeah, it is, might be tough to top Scooby-Doo.
2: Yeah, I mean, just because of Scooby-Doo's, you know, rights with just everything, merchandise yep. and everything else, yep. that's a huge
1: one. Um, I mean, there have been famous military dogs over the years.
2: Yeah. But the fact that I can't recall any offhand means, like, they're not...
1: They can't be the goat, then. They
2: can't be the goat.
1: When I thought of this question, the first dog that popped to mind for me was Leica, who was that Russian dog that they sent into space. Oh, was The I- first dog to, like, complete an orbit of the Earth, I think.
2: Right. Before
1: humans even went. That dog beat beat people into space. Yeah. That's a pretty good dog. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, but- that dog died of overheating... <sighs> Aboard the spacecraft, which is a bad way to go. But it was a dog they found like on the streets. It was a stray, Leica, and then they trained it to become an astronaut.
2: That's a great story then, to know now. I didn't know that the dog's name was Leica, to be honest with you. Yeah. So.
1: Leica's on a stamp. Hmm. I think there's like a statue of Leica. Yeah. Okay. I'm voting for Leica, because Leica went to space before people did. Yeah, that's, I mean... Died, unfortunately. You probably can't argue that one. But like,
2: perhaps that would be the goat of dogs.
1: Yeah, especially like from humble beginnings, yeah. a stray on the streets of Moscow, went on to become. the How first How is there dog not a
2: space. movie about Leica?
1: There needs to be a movie about Leica, an animated movie about Leica.
2: Oh God, that Where is a, that is a billion dollar idea. I'm not not even million, it. but billion dollar idea right yeah. there. Rush is
1: a tough sell right now, mm. but I mean Leica had no part in that. No, it's Laker not Leica's fault. Leica was just a. A really good dog. Yep. Went from the streets to space.
2: He was a good boy.
1: I don't even know if Laka was a... Or she. Uh, I probably Laker find that a- out. Anyway, F- either way. To- good girl, good boy. Uh, Does it
2: say? The story of Laka. That's going to be a movie right away here.
1: <laughs> I would watch that. It was yep. a
2: she.
0: Ah, uh, That name sounds kind Look of Look at that. Yeah, there you go
1: yeah that's my my vote for goat okay. of dogs
0: BNS in 20 minutes or less
1: several people nom- nominated as the greatest Canadian dog the littlest hobo yeah don't know if the dog itself was Canadian was it the show was let's find I that out I think the dog
2: was actually I feel like I read about the littlest hobo dog at one point Do you think I remember word? no but dog
1: has a wikipedia page of course it does um well, I'm just trying to see if it does I guess there was probably several dogs that played oh, so Yeah, well. London, Toto, Lilton, oh. Thorne Don't know where these dogs were from uh, Best theme song for sure Maybe in any, in any show Do you know who the theme song voice. composer is? We talked about it one time, didn't we? Yep, Terry Bush Right! Terry Bush, Terry Bush. Maybe Tomorrow, is that the song? Yep
2: In my hands where I'll always be Of course Terry made that theme song It's okay. awesome
1: Several people nominated Balto as the goat of dogs. That was the dog that led the team on the Gnome Serum Run in Alaska, where they had to run that diphtheria medication. Uh, was that also the inspiration for the Iditarod? Maybe. Uh, that's 25 serum run to Gnome. Yeah, I think that's the one. You also mentioned a very famous dog from New Zealand.
2: Yeah, George. So George was a uh, terrier that basically saved the lives of some kids who got attacked by two pit bulls. So two pit bulls came after these kids and George was walking along with his owner and these kids and protected them from the two pit bulls, this little
1: Yorkshire terrier. And he took on two pitbulls? Two pit bulls. Jeez, that is ballsy.
2: And he had a heart condition, so he wasn't even in the best of, of shape himself when he did this. But he basically helped and saved these kids. And he got the Medal of Honor in New Zealand for it. Did he live? Uh, he did not live, unfortunately. Um, and he did. He got a couple of different medals. He was recognized internationally for this. But I believe, I forget which award it was, but he was awarded uh, this award and he was the first non-human to receive it.
1: I'm looking at him right here. It looks like he has a statue, too. He
2: has a statue now in New Zealand, yeah.
1: That is one tough little dog to take on two pit bulls. I know. I know. Holy He's crap. Sad. He's, he, so
2: he's an honorable mention as well. I'd like to say
0: the BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast. A friend
2: of mine was posting about his uh, slow pitch team championship that happened over the weekend, and I was killing myself because he was referencing all these different slow pitch team names that he battled against, <laughs> and all of this. And you know, some of those names are ridiculous. Like they're all pun names. They're all kind of dirty. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm like, is that even allowed? Is that name even like?
1: And you had your your team had your year end tournament this past weekend, so that's yep. the end of the Beer League season, and uh, <laughs> all these ridiculous team names go to bed for another year. They do, yeah. It's a beautiful night at the ballpark where the Beer Wizards have all but secured the A final championship trophy.
2: You know, the Mound Pounders battled all weekend but fell short in the quarterfinals, Buck.
1: And really, I expected more out of the brew Jays, but they ran into some trouble with when it
2: happened. Where my pitch is at beat out deep balls early, which was an upset no one was really ready for.
1: So now deep balls will face blue balls to determine who plays the long balls for the ball's consolation.
2: And the master batters are playing the multiple scorgasms in the c five. Christ almighty. <laughs> the BNS and in- 20
0: minutes or less
1: podcast and we got a message from uh, a Twitter account the other day and it was just an inquiry about the show and so I responded mm-hmm. and then I clicked on the account and I was just going through the things that they had posted and it was pretty interesting um, a lot of illustrations of snakes eating naked women yeah it's like a like a niche genre of adult content, I guess. It is. And
2: it, I mean it's all very well done. Uh it's a niche that I didn't know existed though, but Qua-
1: quality illustrations. There's no doubt. Great quality illustrations. illustrations. Yeah. Just the the subject matter.
2: I'm staring at it right now. It's wow. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, I'm I'm pretty committed to the idea of not judging anyone for what they're into nope. as long as you know it's not hurting anyone. Totally. And this isn't hurting anyone. It's just some unusual stuff
2: it's an interest it's just a yeah a fascinating niche to me and if you look at
1: like, like the the pictures that have been posted on this account like i said it's it's snakes eating naked women typically mm-hmm. like typically the, like the woman is half eaten and it's her legs sticking out of the snake yep sometimes there's even photos of the snake like of the woman inside the snake like she's being digested at that point yes um it's and that's it's all like and it it has lots of like interactions like mm-hmm. lots of retweets lots of likes so clearly this isn't just like one person who's like I'm into snakes eating women nope this this is like there's a community there is a community you should have this like thousand I'm sorry thousand I'm I'm, I'm getting really deep into this <laughs> I know it's this tough is, to look like, away this is a,
2: a sna- yeah that is what do like, you got there bumming a snake naked naked yeah. bum snake wow this is that yeah. is
1: very, very niche. But really, I mean... But again, like to each
2: f- their own. It's just something that I didn't know was as...
1: Me neither. Uh, a, wow. There's something for everybody I out there, I can't look away back where
2: I'm going <laughs> gonna, gonna to spend some time with this account. You're going to have to. Wow. That's a woman inside a snake. In the same vein... Mm-hmm. Uh, this. Okay. Put <laughs> yeah, my back. phone down He's now. Hello. snapped
1: out of it. Yeah. I couldn't help it. This account followed me on Instagram recently, and it's also pretty unusual. Uh, The guy's name is Chevy, Mm -hmm. and he is into police women and leather. Okay, well, that's.
2: I mean, that one's a little more widely regarded, I think.
1: His username is I Love Female Police Officers. Okay. And his bio says, I'm a leather man. I love to wear leather jackets. Well, there you go. And the things he posts definitely deliver on those two promises. A lot of photos of him, leather jackets. Uh huh and then just good-looking police women from around the world that's really so, funny
2: but yeah i mean leather and police women that sounds like a good combo people love people in uniform
1: right so that makes sense and people love leather so i wonder if there's a community out there of police women Wearing leather uniforms I'm
2: sure there is, and, and, and this that one, guy would
1: just he'd lose it. I, think. I
2: know, but that again is that that one even makes a little more sense than women inside snakes. Like that one seems does a little make, more abstract
1: yep. to me. You know, it's a little more mainstream. A little more mainstream.
2: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Two things that people do like again: leather and you and know, kinky
1: and kind of power. Yeah. It's totally. Like, okay, what Police uh-huh. woman has authority. Uniforms and and lots of people are into leather. The yeah. snakes eating the women. Snakes thing eating is a bit women. Different.
2: A little bit different. <laughs> I'm going back to that but, account. Hold <laughs> don't, on! Don't do it. Hold on! Just Look just, away, it. <laughs> I can't stop. Come back
0: to the Black light. and S in 20 minutes or less. So, Beckler, you really struggle
2: to eat vegetables.
1: Yeah, I don't really eat any of them.
2: No, and and you like have this physical reaction that I have witnessed, where if you try to eat certain vegetables, you'll actually vomit. Yep. Like it's it's a thing. Yeah, for Yeah, it's you.
1: involuntary. I yeah. cannot keep them down.
2: No. Um. So here's a question for you: What do they What do they taste like to you? Do they have an overwhelmingly bitter taste? because I this is why I ask I just learned that this is actually a thing there are some people who don't inherit these two common genes and if you only get one of the two genes it means that you're this is what happens is that in your mouth when you taste a vegetable it is overwhelmingly bitter and makes it really hard for you to actually be able to eat them they said the same goes for coffee and dark chocolate those things taste
1: very bitter okay I mean dark chocolate is more bitter to begin with isn't it it is yes um, I don't drink coffee. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't mind dark dark chocolate, okay. and I wouldn't say that vegetables taste bitter to me. They just taste like they're just gross. I,
2: oh, okay. Interesting. Like, and I
1: know the weird. I, I know it's entirely in my head. You know, like and for me, half of it is the texture too. Is the texture of certain things like there are foods that I like the taste of, but not the texture, so I don't eat them. Like, mm-hmm. I, oranges are delicious. I can't handle the texture.
2: Interesting. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I know, and I know it's entirely mental. Like, yeah. I know it's in my head, but you. I, I can't do anything about it. Right. So,
2: yeah, I don't know how many people know this, about you, but it's, it's a very true thing. It's not that you just don't like vegetables. It's yeah. It's this mental thing that you've got yeah. where you, you can't eat them.
1: Like it's- most people can try something and say, I don't like that yes. and move on. Yeah. I will throw up right there. Yeah. Like, so yeah. I, my diet's incredibly limited because of that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, okay, um, well, I was just curious because I, I read about this and I read that some people actually, yeah, like it's passed down almost. It's a genetic mm-hmm. thing where they really battle to eat vegetables because it has this disgust. It's the same as, you know, how there are certain herbs that people can't stand. Yeah, what's the one? Um, cilantro. Cilantro, one right. That's sure. like a
1: genetic thing, isn't it?
2: Yes, and they say the same thing. Some people just, it tastes horrible too and other people it doesn't.
1: So would that be present in your parents then? Yes, Because both my parents are fine. So They both eat fine.
2: Uh, It it would be part of their genes, but like you would basically have only gotten one of them, but it could, so they can trace it back and say perhaps it's because of this. But yeah, it doesn't mean that it's carried Mm. on where your parents have it and you have it. And, but yeah interesting yeah yeah i wouldn't say it's an overwhelming bitterness all right i just but i saw this stuff like maybe that's what it is maybe it's just this nasty this 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 bitterness that you've got
1: but it's very strange how different things taste different to different people i know (laughs) different three times there but lots of differences but yeah like you put the same dish in front of both of us and one of us is like this is delicious Mm -hmm. and then i throw up yeah like that's Yep. It's got the same parts, but... I was thinking like, about
2: this yesterday. I, I, like, OD'd on vegetables. I was craving veggies, and I ate all kinds yesterday. And every time that happens, I laugh thinking of you. And I'm like, <laughs> you would die if you ate what I did. But I bet you're feeling
1: mighty healthy today, Shauna. I great.
0: The b and 20 Minutes or Less podcast.
1: Our boys both came home with permission slips uh, for an event happening at their school later oh, this week. yeah. It's a uh, Terry Fox run, but it's weird because I think those are the first permission slips they have ever brought home. There wow. just weren't any events over the last couple of years that required a permission slip. Like they didn't really go anywhere or do anything other than just the school stuff.
2: That's crazy, but it totally is. true. That would make sense.
1: I know. I was just super sad. I yeah. think the kids really missed out on that one, but uh, it's exciting that permission slip worthy events are happening again in the schools. Totally. Did you ever have a kid in your class who like didn't get their permission slip signed and they didn't get to participate?
2: Yeah, I yeah. think so.
1: Either because they forgot to give it to their parents, or like their parents were just dusters and didn't get it signed in time, or
2: yeah, oh that's awful.
1: I think I remember like going on a field trip and like certain kids not being able to come, mm-hmm. they had to like stay back and I don't know, <laughs> do more work. Well, Please. to be fair though, I
2: I think something like if there was money involved, sometimes there are kids who probably. Parents can't afford it. That's sad. Which is awful.
1: That is sad. I, don't, and I hope like the school has. That's what I was gonna say. Some sort of support for those people, because you shouldn't get to miss out on that kind of stuff no. just because you your family doesn't have enough money. Totally.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. That feeling though. Oops, I forgot.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, there goes everyone. And I'll be I'll be staying here with groundskeeper Willie, I guess. It's like what?
2: yeah are
1: are we spending the day
2: to be fair though i was one of those kids who sometimes forgot but i was old enough that i would just forge my dad's signature oh cool Mm -hmm. yeah yeah in fact a couple of times i'd phone him and be like oh no i forgot to get the sign like can you run over here or like whatever and he he was just like forge my signature i don't care (laughs) he'd be so busy with work he's like i'm not no just forge (laughs) it i encourage you okay
1: to commit forgery, cool, cool. please. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Cool. That's good. That's good. Good parenting right there.
1: Here's what I'm wondering though. Yeah. I mean, McKenna and I are okay with basically whatever the school wants to do, right? And we don't care about our kids, just that I trust the school wouldn't yeah. put them in a dangerous position or anything. We're probably less careful with them than the school would be. Let's totally. say that. Yeah. Um Is there like an is there like a, a generic permission slip that we can sign? Like, a, like an all-encompassing permission slip that's just like yeah you, you go ahead that would be great because I mean over the next Bo's in grade 2 Brigham's in kindergarten over the next you know 10, 12 years, how many permission slips are we going to sign? You're right. And instead of having to worry about bringing it home and taking Mm. it back and stuff, can we just like sign a a generic one? Kind of like
2: a blood donor card. You should just have one of those, right? Where it's just like- like like an organ donor card? Yeah. So excuse me, organ donor card where, yeah, you just (laughs) kind of sign off on that and then people know you should be able to do that. That makes sense with permission
1: slips. If you find find me all mangled up somewhere, just take what you need type thing. Like Yeah. Yeah. That, but for- for the kids at school. So oh, my whatever dad would have much do, preferred
2: that. Yeah. Sure.
1: And you wouldn't have had to forge and call him. And yeah, awkward times. Yeah. Just like, do whatever you like. Mm-hmm. Whatever you feel you need to do with these kids, you do. You can hit them if you want, but maybe don't hit them. Yeah, but maybe can, that's a little too far. You can take but- them where you want to go. Yeah.
0: yeah. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Apparently,
2: there's a new police chief in London okay as of the end of july and i was thinking about this and i was like holy crap talk about trial by fire welcome to london you now have to organize the security of the world's most important dignitaries as they arrive not to mention the amount of people descending upon your city right now that are not in you know like they're not accounted for think about so this is the place that would have the biggest target on your back in, in terms world. of, like,
1: terrorism and stuff? Absolutely. Yeah, because you're going to have, like, world leaders, wealthy people.
2: They're saying that more dignitaries are here than have been anywhere since Winston Churchill, like, back oh. in... So, you're, you're the new police chief, and this is what you get to deal with. We've talked about the organizational uh, logistics of festivals, right? You know, people yeah. think of 200,000 people, whatever, gathering at a festival, and how much that hurts my brain to think about. Mm-hmm. And then think about having to be responsible for the safety... Of all of what's going on in London right now. Yeah. like uh, No kidding. I mean, I understand, of course, there are other security organizations that would be involved as well, right? But still, you are responsible for the police organization of, you know, transporting all of these people and celebrities and everybody who's coming. And then again, all of these extra people in your city that aren't normally there. And I don't even know how you'd begin to... How do you even go about that?
1: You're right. And there would be other like police agencies you'd be working with but that might also even complicate things because True. every world leader that comes I mean like their yeah. their security services are going to be working with the London police and yep. like you're going to be coordinating with what like a hundred different intelligence agencies from around the country or from around the world like yep. that would be so complicated it would make the Olympics look like a cakewalk <laughs>
2: yeah, compared seriously. to this seriously I know I was just thinking, like, as I, I feel for this guy, I hope, holy crap, I hope somebody gives him a big pat on the back and maybe a few days off after this if everything goes
1: without a hitch. Yeah, because, a fellow's going to need a stiff drink once oh it's all my over.
0: BNS hey? in 20 minutes
2: or less. I was talking to some friends about maybe going to the Stamps game on the weekend, and uh, a few of them got into how terrible they think McMahon Stadium is. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs>
2: and I was just like, okay. I have to be honest with you, I kind of like these old stadiums. Like there's so much history involved in them and and they're just they're so unique. And every time you you bring down a new stadium, you put a new one up. I find they all kind of look the same. Yep. Like, I same agree. With- uh, the Saddle Dome, right? I love the Saddle Dome do because it is so unique. It is a saddle. It is something that you can't get anywhere else. And I'm like, that is awesome. And you know, once they do eventually build a new arena, it's going to look the same uh, yep. as all the other ones.
1: These, it's going to be that uh, sort of same modern architecture. Well, that they we're going to start
2: with Rogers <laughs> and here we go. You know, it's all going to be the same.
1: Yeah, the old barns, they all have like character. The old yes. stadiums, they have character. They're unique. Yeah. I know. I like McMahon. I like the Saddle Dome. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not perfect. They no. have shoes are not the most maybe the most comfortable places yes. to watch games but I'm a fan of Bill Burr and he always says, like, a real sports fan doesn't need these luxuries. You're there for the action. You're That's there for true. the game. Mm-hmm. A real sports fan doesn't need twenty different food options and twenty different drink options. There's a you camaraderie that comes a beer. Yes.
2: And, like, and there's a camaraderie that comes with, you know, maybe waiting in a lineup or, or having to sneak around these more narrow hallways and stuff. It's all part of the experience. <laughs> You've yep. got to take that away
1: from me. I completely uh, agree. I it hurts me to say it as a rider fan, but I do like McMahon Stadium. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot.
2: Well, good. Uh, a friend though did mention that. And they were like, "Have you ever made McMahon Stadium sexy?" And I was like, "Oh,
1: <laughs> I don't think we have." <laughs> no, but that might help. That it might, might help. help people who aren't crazy about the. That's what I was. The hoping. old girl, hey. Yeah. Ooh, we're packed in here real tight. We're basically on top of each other. <sighs> Bleacher,
2: I hardly know her.
1: <laughs> Ooh, should we, should we go through the north entrance, or head around back and enter through the south? Ooh. Ooh
2: i see inside your box i've always wanted to get inside one of those looks fun
1: yeah mm. would you like to join the red and white club mm. i don't even know what I don't, that means yeah, it's I, don't gross even, I don't even
2: want to think about what that could mean <laughs> let me see that fine ass tro turf <laughs> mm. <Ooh. laughs> the
0: bns in 20 minutes or less podcast
1: a country heritage moment with the recent induction of Brett the Hitman Hart onto Canada's Walk of Fame, it's fun to look back upon the history of the Hitman, and more specifically, where Brett grew up. Of course,
2: the famous Hart Dungeon is well known amongst wrestling fans across the world, but the house where the dungeon was conceived was equally as unique. It was purchased by Brett's dad Stu in 1951 for just $25,000.
1: Stu Hart grew up poor, and his dream was always to have a large house that would become home to a large family. Well, that's exactly what he got in the Hart Mansion, a 56 100 square foot house with 22 rooms 4 fireplaces and 5 incredible chandeliers from the legendary McDonald Hotel.
2: The house also included a coach house in case the 22 rooms weren't enough The house became home to 12 of Stu's children and was the birthplace of many legendary wrestling careers
1: The Hart Mansion was once a military hospital that housed injured soldiers before becoming a children's orphanage. It was then sold to a judge before being sold to Stu Hart.
2: Stu's first order of business upon purchasing the property was built a gym in the basement with wrestling mats, weights, and machines, and eventually a full-out wrestling ring. This letter be... This later became known as the infamous Dungeon, a place where famous stars such as Archie the Stomper Goldie, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, Junkyard Dog, Jake the Snake Roberts, and of course the Hart Boys trained.
1: The dungeon wasn't much to look at with rusted out pipes and a dark dingy feel, but perhaps this was why it was so effective. If you could survive the dungeon, you could survive anything.
2: The house was abnormal in many other ways as well. It was home to many vintage Cadillacs, tons of cats and dogs and various cows, horses and chickens. Not to mention there was actually a resident bear named Terrible Ted that the hearts grew quite fond of. Yeah, a real live bear who quite enjoyed ice cream and who the Heart boys often
1: spoiled. Although the Heart home is no longer in the Hart family, it will forever be remembered for its legendary role in wrestling. It's now a designated heritage home and has reportedly been restored. It's a modernized mansion now that has six bedrooms, family rooms, a gym, a library, and a gourmet kitchen.
2: A few years ago, it was available for rent for $10,000 a month. And while the identity of the current owner isn't public knowledge, the city's most recent assessment lists its value at $3.8 million. The diehard wrestling fans, it's hallowed ground. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment.